Welcome to Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Larry Evans, Michael Downs, and Jim Ruddle. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 5 of Two Champs and a Chump Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Evans, along with my co-hosts, Michael Doms and Jim Ruddle. Thank you for joining us. So, guys, Hard Knocks started on Tuesday. Uh, what did you guys think? Did you guys watch it? Yeah, man. I don't, I don't watch Hard Knocks. I don't have HBO. The one time I watched it, it was the Raider one. That was pretty entertaining. But then I started overliking Raiders. I don't like that influence in what I'm going to feel about the football season. It, it, it's, it's not entertaining enough for me. I watch enough reality, reality TV as it is. I definitely wouldn't like it if I started liking Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've never watched Hard Knocks either. Never had any interest in watching it. I just don't like the choreographed stuff. I'd rather put my focus into getting training camp reports and hearing how those are going. I'll tell you what, this episode, it was pretty cool because they showed a lot of the coaching staff for the uh, Detroit Lions and all of the ex-players that they have on that coaching staff. And this week they had Deuce Staley, who I think is the assistant head coach and then also the running backs coach against Aaron Glenn, who is the um, defensive coordinator. And man, they were just jawing at each other and going to town and Deuce Staley. <laughs> I mean, and they're supposedly like really good friends as well. But Deuce Staley is like, you know what? I love that guy, but I'm going to beat the fuck out of him between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was hilarious. So, But yeah, but see, it, it just seems like it's all set up for the cameras. And I, who cares about the Lions? All right, yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> well, if you didn't watch Hard Knocks, what did you watch? Well, I watched Prey, and I want to give my review of Prey on Hulu, the, the, the sequel to 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 the sequel of the Predator series. Now, it's a really good movie. I enjoyed it a lot. It is kind of getting a little overhyped, and now it's getting to the point where if you're new, if you're going to go watch it new after, after it's already been out for a couple weeks, you might be disappointed. But I just thought it was really well done. It's actually a sequel to Predator 2, which is my second favorite Predator movie. Predator 2 has been getting a lot of slack online. And I just want to correct that and say that Predator 2 is the second best Predator movie. In fact, my top five Predator movies, Predator 1, Predator 2, I would put Prey 3rd, then the, the one sequel Predators with... Uh, Topher Grace, which I love that movie for the first nine-tenths of it, and it's the ending that ruins it because it's kind of a out of left field and stupid. And five, I would put Alien versus Predator Requiem, which I just enjoyed, but it's just shot a little too dark, so you can't really see what's going on a lot of the times. But Predator is worth the, worth the view. It's It goes back into the 1700s. It plays off the gun Danny Glover receives at the end of Predator 2 for beating a Predator, and it kind of goes back into that time. The, the one thing that throws me, though, is the Indians all speak perfect English without a lot of subtitles, and that kind of throws you, as long as you can get by that, it's a great movie. Well, maybe they didn't know how to make subtitles back then. <laughs> Smoke signals. Yeah, let's get all racist now. <laughs> yeah, I am not big into the Predator movies, 
uh, the only thing I watched this weekend was the Lakemore fireworks last night. And I got draft night drunk, like Jim and Rick on an, at our draft. <laughs> but, but was it a fun time? Yeah, it's easy in Lakemore, man. Those fireworks kick ass. All right. Uh, that's cool. All right. Well, in today's episode, we're going to go over draft strategies. And more specifically, we're going to roast Jim's draft strategy. But wait, wait, <laughs> do you have a strategy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, wing it and get Mike at Lake Morfest drunk <laughs> before you before I start drafting, and then just start tr- trading everything. All right, so we'll probably go ahead and just start this out a little bit differently. We're going to go ahead and start out with Jim's draft strategy and let him go ahead and discuss. You know, tell tell us what what do you do to prepare for the draft? This is how the chump prepares. Now, I mean, it's not like I completely wing it. We are in a dynasty league, so I'm going to keep it kind of formatted to that. We keep 10 keepers every year, so you're basically keeping your starting lineup from the previous year. And what I've gotten around to doing, because I draft so poorly that my number one picks are trading up to get another pick in the first round, they fucking never pan out. And I'll go down from Reggie Bush was the first one that I can remember. Uh, Curtis Enos, that guy was before that. Uh, within the last 10 years, Ronnie Hillman of the Broncos just sucked. And then just for modern sake, I drafted into the first round, or I traded into the first round last season and got Trey Sermon. And we know, we all know what a clusterfuck that was. <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. <laughs> Keep them coming. Keep them coming. <laughs> but... Trading away picks and everything keeps it fun for me. And I try to use the be- the waiver wire. The- I want to be the best guy on the waiver wire during the season. But my chump look has been where I've started out 3-0, and 3-1 the last three or four years. And then the- I have no waiver wire position. All the good guys are gone. And then the bye weeks come and I have no depth. And then I get destroyed from there on out. But I do make lists. And, and let me just... One clear thing, if you're going to take away from my draft strategy, is just know who you're drafting with. Are they, ta- you know, and if you don't know anybody in the room, are they taking quarterbacks early? If they're taking quarterbacks early, well, you're not going to get Josh Allen or Pat Mahomes, but go heavy on running backs, go heavy on wide receivers, and know your scoring rules too, as well, as there's infinite amount of scoring real- rules as well. You need to know your rules before you draft. But really, I mean, I, I, I make my list for our league. Based upon, we basically just do rookies and fringe veterans. I'll make lists. I'll make my top 10 list for each, each position. Uh, mad props to the Fantasy Football Index magazine, which I get every year. Uh, the, our, our site league, My Fantasy League, they have a great news feed that pulls from all different sources to just focus on the players that, that are on your roster. And my fave preparation is doing uh, best ball drafts on DraftKings. I do as many as I can. I just did two this morning. It's a good barometer of how the general public is feeling at any given time. I just wanted to see the guys that excelled in this weekend's preseason games, how that affected drafts. And man, were the the, the rookies that were playing in the first, in week one, they were getting way overdrafted. Um, I choose not to follow any podcasts, and I have zero subscriptions. But that's how you earn chump status. Um, I'm excited that my son, Jimmy, is finally into fantasy football, and they're starting their own league, and 
they invited me in, thankfully. So I'll have a fresh draft this year. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm going to make my beginning list like a lot of you are going to be doing. And I'll post my roster on Twitter or I'll have my girlfriend Gretchen post my roster on Twitter because I fucking hate Twitter. <laughs> and just to show you where where I, even though I'm a chump, I am trying my hardest. And I'll post that that lineup online. Yeah, they invited Jim into that league because if Jim looks around and can't see the chump in that league, he is the chump again. <laughs> I was just going to yes. say they invited him in the league so that way they can get a win every week. <laughs> no, this way I can, you know, I'll just give my son bad information and he can be the chump of the league. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. So, so Mike, uh, what do you do to prepare for the draft? Okay, well, Jim touched on it already, but every early summer the first thing i do is i buy the only fantasy football magazine i will use and that is our bible the fantasy football index we have all used that magazine for years and even to this day even yeah when when did you guys start buying it i mean that was just happenstance the book that i got for our very first draft 28 years ago were you have you guys been buying it the entire time yeah that was the that was a magazine that i had the first year and i bought it ever since yeah me too Okay, I never asked you guys that. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Even the years that they had Tatum Bell on the cover. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, but the thing I like most about Fantasy Football Index is it's written and published by Ian Allen, and I really appreciate his take and his knowledge of the sport. Okay, the next thing I do is I will review the last year's stats for each player and kind of see, get a gauge for whether I think they're going to do better or worse than they did. I'll assess coaching changes, free agency moves, that kind of stuff. Every year, probably since I've been known that they had a website, I've purchased a footballguys.com subscription. Their content is second to none. Yeah, shameless plug here for them. But I love their weekly information that they have, and especially their Football Guys Draft Dominator. I use that tool religiously. I use that as a basis to start with projections and then tweak them to how my projections fit. And then I use that to create my draft lists and use that for my, as my drafting tool. You know, um, so, so real quick, Mike on that. So I, you know, there's a lot of us in our league that subscribe to football guys and I probably don't read their articles as much as what I should. And I've tried using their draft dominator in, in several forms that, that they've had. And I can really never get it to fully help me out in our league, but, but I do like their value-based drafting tool. Yeah. I, I use their value-based drafting, uh, Excel sheet also. I mean, is that big? Can you, you set the parameters for what our scoring rules are, or is that more like a DFS, uh, daily fantasy draft lineups? Is it, is it no, they're fo- situated for that? Their football guys draft dominator will import from my fantasy league. And it'll import everyone's rosters and it'll put it into a cheat sheet and you can use, uh, you can adjust weights by position and all kinds of stuff. You can adjust by the, the, the weight, adjust the weighting by the weeks as well. So if yes. you, you know, take, for example, when we did the, the skank league and stuff like that, I could give more weight to the first three weeks of the season or, you know, in our league where I would say, all right, you know, I want to give more weight to the end of the season. You can go ahead and you can, you can adjust those as well but yeah you import the scoring rules or import them and uh you're you're off and running yeah ah where's the fun in that though come on Ah, 
It, sa- it saves hours and hours <laughs> but, of work, man. <laughs> you mean yeah. minutes and minutes of work <laughs> when you're the chump. Gives us champs uh, <laughs> more free time to do other things. Yes. Yes, I, I suppose so. Okay, and then I also I try to dra- draft best available player over positional need. The way I look at it, trades can be made later to fill positional gaps or cover bye weeks. I think of bye weeks only for the positions where we only cover, or I'm sorry, carry two players at that position, like kicker and defense. I try to not grab two with the same uh, bye week. But other than that, you can trade or use the waiver wire. So I'd rather get the best available, and then you can trade those players if, if you have too many of them. And then my last thing I do is podcasts, podcasts, and even more podcasts. Yeah, there are some really bad ones out there. <clears throat> Not us. <clears throat> and there are some really good ones out there. And there are some that are just mediocre. But, you know, every podcast I listen to, I can at least take one or two bites, if not more, out of that podcast and put it into my knowledge bank and to assess my lists and my player ranks. So that's kind of how I go about things. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, yours and mine are pretty similar. So, you know, the first thing is, and, and I think that you touched on it, is make sure that you know your scoring rules. I think that uh, Jim touched on that. So make sure you know your scoring rules. Make sure you know your roster limits as well. We still have people in our league that don't understand our roster limits and will go ahead and keep two <laughs> kickers on their team when they don't need two kickers on their team. Um, you know, I, I just, I don't get that. It puts them at a disadvantage right off the bat. So, you know, make sure that you know that. So that way, uh, you know, you have all those tools in, in your arsenal. Um, you know, I go ahead and I use that fantasy football index as well. And I primarily use it because I don't follow college football. So I want to get that information on the rookies. So that that's primarily, you know, what I use it for. But then also I know that there's other people in my league that use it as well. So I want to have the same knowledge that they have, regardless of whether it's good knowledge or bad knowledge. Um, yeah, another- that, 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 that magazine information is dated. So we all love the magazine, but you don't take it verbatim. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, it's just it's just it's the layout of the magazine. It's just super easy to read and it's got lists for different scoring titles. Can't pump up fantasy football index enough. Yeah, and, and you do also take that magazine to your draft with you because if you get the one jackass that forgets to bring a cheat sheet, I'm more than happy to let them use my magazine cheat sheet that's three, four months old. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, and I'm still the, the guy cro- highlighting every name that gets drafted and writing everybody's roster out longhand on, on a notebook. Yeah. That's part of the fun. So, so the other magazine that I get is Fantasy Football Pro Forecast. And, and, you know, that one there, there's a couple of things that I really like on that. One, when it goes over their players, it goes over their height and their weight and their their number of years in the league and stuff like that, which the other magazine doesn't. And I really like that because I, I'm a guy that likes those bigger wide receivers, right? I mean, I, I don't want that guy that's 179 pounds, 180 pounds, you know, five foot seven. I don't want that guy. Let somebody else draft that guy. Um, you know, I want those bigger Preach. wide receivers. You know, I want the Michael Pittmans of the world, you know, um, and, and that helps me with that. But then the other thing, too, is their rookie report in there is um, is written by Matt Waldman, um, who does uh, some rookie scouting um, report, which is, is pretty good. And then also they have um, a um, – 
strength of schedule that I kind of go over as well. But I'll get into my strength of schedule in a little bit. So then after that, I, I analyze, you know, coaching changes. You know, again, I kind of follow football throughout the entire year. So, I mean, I'm following these uh, coaching changes, analyzing whether or not it's good or bad for the team. Um, you know, that's why I, I don't like anybody pretty much on Carolina this year because, you know, I just I cannot stand that offensive coordinator that's there. And I just I have trouble understanding or, or trouble thinking that they're going to succeed with him as a uh, call in the plays. So then Mike touched on football guys. Um, I use their value-based draft tool. Um, it really is my starting point. And then I go ahead and I change the rankings based on my own analysis. And then I create my own strength of schedule, not using last year's defensive stats, but kind of projecting out who I think are going to be the good defenses this year. And it, it's worked for me over the last three years because I've won the last three championships. So, I mean, you know, I, I think it's worked. Um, but then, you know, aside from that, I'll come up with a rudimentary plan for each round. So either being uh, listing out, you know, three or four players that I really like in that round or a position to target, or I may even put trade you know, to see if I could trade out of that round or whatever. Um, and that just kind of gives me a basis to go on. But the other thing that I would say is be flexible. Um, you, you may have to deviate from that plan. So be flexible enough to, to you know, zig when you need to zag or, you know, whatever. I mean, you, you just need to be flexible. And then the other thing, too, is don't be a slave to the ADP. If there is a guy that you really like, and you know in your league that you're probably not going to get them at a certain point, move up that one round to get them. You know, it, it, as long as you can make up for it later in the draft, you're fine with um, deviating from that ADP. And then, uh, you know, we'll get into this, but watch preseason games. Um, watch them for the players that you like and anyone that's getting buzz in camp. And then you can determine, is that buzz warranted? Um you know, were they playing against the scrubs? Did the preseason change your opinion of anybody? And then just adjust your rankings accordingly. And then the other thing, too, that Mike touched on is just listen to podcasts, um, you know, like ours. Or, you know, the other ones that I kind of listen to are the Fantasy Footballers. I also listen to the Late Round Podcast with uh, J.J. Zacharyson. You know, that one there, he gets into a lot of deep analysis and, and you know, he does a really good job with it. So do you guys have any other draft tips? I've actually got, just in listening to yours, I, I have two. And one is don't be a slave or, or don't be watching those preseason games. See, you know, watching guys that score touchdowns in these preseason games. Yeah, it could be a tiebreaker for somebody that you like, but don't. That very, very rarely translates to the, to the regular season for the games that you're going to need. And the second thing is, and I'm glad that uh, Fantasy Football Index started doing this around 10 years ago, look at the rankings for offensive lines. That is so important to your fantasy players. Uh, you take the top 10, how they have them ranked, you, even if they don't end up that way, you just look at the top 10 offensive lines that they have ranked and you know, focus on those teams. Good offensive lines produce good fantasy players. 
can't stress that enough. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. I mean, um, you know, that's one of the things that I look at as well, but I forgot to mention it. Yeah, and what I would like to add too is uh, don't fall into uh, what worked last year or the year before. Be Don't be afraid to evolve with the way leagues are going, your league is going, or the way other teams are going, or even the way the game is going. It Like Larry said, he used to be the guy and still kind of is. He wants that six foot two, 225 pound receiver. But more and more, this league's moving to where guys that are 5'10, 5'11, that are 180, 185 because of that speed and their uh, what they can do off the line. It, the league's making it easier for them guys to to thrive. So don't be afraid to try different strategies. Yeah, I think that's been a big change is how many little receivers now, as compared to say 20 years ago, they are the, like Larry had his uh, uh, thing on Adam Thielen, how he's the, the preferred target in the end zone. That just blows me away. It used to be six foot, six foot and above. They were your touchdown scorers below six foot. Those were your PPR get a billion catches guys. And that's kind of all thrown out the window. It depends on what team you're looking at. Yeah. The other thing that I kind of do as well is, you know, kind of throughout the preseason and throughout my research, you know, I'll choose a couple of teams that I don't want anything to do with them. So, I mean, they're kind of on my do not draft list. So I don't even have to research anybody on their team. One of those for me is Carolina this year. You know, I mean, I've talked about that multiple times, but I don't have to worry about researching anybody on Carolina. The only there's only two people worth you know drafting to me on Carolina, and fortunately for me in our league, they're already on two people's teams, so I don't even have to look at that team. Yeah, I agree with that too. Mike, you have anything else or? No, I think that's pretty much about it. We've touched on just about everything. I do. Also, I will say, you the three of us have always had a good rapport, and we were great friends we consider ourselves brothers to each other and we all never have any problem reaching out to each other with with questions or thoughts on so-and-so player or such and such team and the more you do that don't be afraid to talk to your league mates get get a feeling on how they feel about things strike up conversations gain trust i'm not saying to turn around and use it against them. But I'm saying gain trust, have conversations with people. Not only does it, will it help you, but it'll help them too. And it makes your league just that much better. But yeah, I, I talked to a number of players in our league just to gather their thoughts on players or subjects, just to help out, just to help my own self out. Yeah. And again, you got to kind of know the people in your league as well. So, you, you know, you know, some people that you can talk to and they're going to shoot to you straight and there's other people that are going to talk to you and they may be trying to mislead you a little bit, you know, so uh, just exactly. be careful of that. Oh, yeah. Breaking the fourth wall there, Richard Little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I'm not going to say, I mean, I, I did give somebody some misinformation one year. I, I was really, really, really pumping a certain player, um, acting like I was going to draft him just so that way the um, when it got to that pick, I could draft somebody else. So, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say what you got to do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Not my proudest moment, but Hey, it worked for me at that time. <laughs> so, all right. Well, uh, that, that's going to do it for today. Uh, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Don't forget to follow us on our socials and subscribe, um, or favorite the podcast to give us a review. 
Uh, we're hoping to grow the show. So I can be found at Twitter on at fantasy underscore Larry. And Michael can be found on Twitter at domination, D-A-H-M-I-N-A-T-I-O-N. And Jim can be found on Twitter at Jim Ruddle Chump. That's J-I-M-R-U-T-T-L-E, all uppercase chump, C-H-U-M-P. So join us for our next episode where we'll be discussing division breakdowns and winners and our Super Bowl picks. From all of us, thank you for listening and have a great day. See you next time.